another episode of Tea Time. I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. Happy Halloween, everyone. We're uploading today on October 31st, which is Halloween for those of you who celebrate, of course. Mm-hmm. One of the best holidays, in my opinion. I would, I would agree. Love dressing up. Mm-hmm. Do not, or am not a huge fan of horror, though, personally. Yeah, I mean, I love a good horror movie, but I feel like a lot of the ones that are coming out nowadays are a little bit iffy on that just because like with the whole Jeffrey Dahmer mm-hmm. um, series that came out I feel like horror has changed in recent years and there a lot of the what comes out is a little like like it's not like the whole like Friday the 13th and like Michael Myers stuff where it was totally fictionalized mm-hmm. and like now it's just like based on like real horror yeah and like oh I personally I feel like a lot more of it is so gruesome now yeah and, like, you know, like, I get, of course, like, special effects have changed over the years. You know, um, movie equipment is just better than it was. And uh, prosthetics and, you know, special effects and stuff are just, you know, more intense, more specialized in that kind of way. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, you know, like you mentioned, like, there's no, like, fictionalized versions. And a lot of it is, like, almost, like, so real. Even if it's based on a fictional story, it's so real looking that you kind of get, like, in, like engulfed in it in yeah. a way. Yeah, I think like the shock value has just really risen, and mm-hmm. now like a lot of the stuff they, I mean, I can't really speak from their perspective of like people who direct movies, but I think a lot of times they go from what's going to be more of like a hit, like entertainment wise. Oh yeah. Rather than like plot. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, it's for the views. It's for you know, and especially with you know, not every horror movies like this of course but like a lot of them you know are going for the jump scare Mm -hmm. or like yeah again like the shock value just trying to make people scream or make people like uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in that kind of way rather than like you know drawing you in for the plot right which like there's nothing wrong with that of course there's you know hollywood is hollywood Mm -hmm. but i don't know there's just kind of like it like obviously like i personally am not a fan of horror so like all that kind of stuff grosses me out in many ways and like i don't know like i guess if I were to watch a horror movie, it would kind of be more for the plot or, mm-hmm. like, for the social experience of being with my friends and watching it. Yeah. Rather than, like, you know, watching it, trying to get scared because I don't want to get scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, like, I like horror movies just because, like, I've never really, like, there are movies that will scare me, but I would say overall, like, I don't always get really scared just because I can kind of, like, I can, like, really differentiate between, like, like, if I'm watching a movie, I'm like, okay, this is just a movie. I know it's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like, just having, like, more and more horror movies that are trying to, like, like be better than the next one just kind of makes society as a whole so, like, desensitized to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, like, this overconsumption of horror. Mm-hmm. It's, like, there's, like, multiple new horror films every single year or mm-hmm. even every month, mm-hmm. especially around Halloween time. I'm sure, like, there's a bunch of new releases Mm-hmm. The only recent one that I can think of is what Halloween Ends or something like that. Yeah, Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. That was like the last one with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. The last one in the Michael Myers series, right? Yeah. I mean, who knows if they're going to make another one. This is true. That's a big thing, too, is like there's like nine Freddy Krueger movies. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of uh, Friday that, the 13th. Yeah, that Michael Myers movie is like the 13th one that came out or something like uh-huh. that. Yeah. I mean, that one is Jamie Lee Curtis is like... She's an, um, when she, sorry, so in Halloween Kills, she's, like, old, like, she's all grown up. Like, she has, like, a 
daughter who's like in her 20s mm-hmm. so like she's like in like her like middle-aged years um but in the earlier halloween movies she was like young like in her 20s so mm-hmm. like it might be the last one starring jamie lee curtis but yeah also who knows at least the same one with at least the last one with the same cast probably is yeah what I, would, I wouldn't uh-huh. i wouldn't put it past them to completely get rid of the michael myers franchise oh yeah no just probably not that's it's a you know it's a such a well known series mm-hmm. that like it and it makes a ton of money you know right and they did have um you know Kyle Richards one of the Beverly Hills Housewives his name sounds familiar she she was like four or five years old in one of the original Halloween movies and they brought her back for Halloween Kills that's cool so she kind of had like the same like story with Jamie Lee Curtis how like they had both done it in their like childhood slash youth and now they're like adults yeah. That's kind of cool, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just kind of, again, what you touched on earlier, with I kind of wanted to talk about more, like, desensitization, mm-hmm. especially with horror films and just, like, violence in general. Yeah. I feel like it's a huge problem with our generation. Mm-hmm. I think they go hand in hand because I think, like, we've kind of been brought up where, like, horror movies are, like, so prevalent and mm-hmm. then, like actual like violence happens and I think that like just because it is we do live in such like a media heavy world that like we are constantly seeing like horror in the media yeah I would agree with that and especially like growing up like you're 2001 Mm -hmm. and I'm 2000 uh growing up like in that like kind of post serial killer area Mm -hmm. you know like we were talking a couple episodes we talked about the whole Jeffrey Dahmer um Netflix series and the whole situation with that. But then that happened in the, what? It was like 80s. Late roughly. 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And then, this again, around the same era, I think 80s with John Wayne Gacy mm-hmm. and like... And uh, um, Richard Ramirez. And Ted Bundy. And like yeah. all these people who were, obviously did really heinous crimes in the 80s. And just in that era in general. And to be kind of born post that, it like obviously, I think like... Looking at social media, like, we don't really have a concept of that was real. Mm-hmm. And those were real people. Yeah. Doing real crimes and real murders and stuff like that. So when we hear those stories, we're, it's just exactly that. It's just stories to us. Mm-hmm. So we can't really, like, you know, put the the pain or the emotion to the name of mm-hmm. it. Which is problematic, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. But then I feel like in other ways, like, we... There are, like, real-life instances that have happened in our era that, like, we can, like, not maybe so on a personal level, but, like, for example, like, I mean, besides the Columbine school shooting, like, school shootings weren't, I hate to say it, like, more common Mm -hmm. back when there were serial killers and stuff. Yeah, like... This is such a weird narrative to put it in, to be, Mm -hmm. like, the serial serial killers were, like, not more common, but, like, more, I, don't, I don't have a better word to describe it as, yeah. you know? Just, like, that was, like, the problem, I guess. Yeah. That also sounds terrible to right. say, but, like, you, you kind of get what I'm trying to say. Versus, like, our age growing up, we had Columbine, we had Parkland, we had um, Sandy Hook. Yeah. We had all these, ter- and then just last week there was a shooting at um, St. Uh, Louis High mm-hmm. School. Just, like, three hours from us. Mm-hmm. Like, that's right. crazy, but, like, at the same time, it's growing up in this generation and being like, oh, another school shooting. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, 
just more lockdown drills for us, you know. Right. And, like, even, like, when we were, I mean, I don't know about you, when I was in grade school, like, we had fire drills and tornado drills. Mm -hmm. And, like, we never even had, like, the school shooter. We had, like, intruder. Yeah. It was more around that narrative. An intruder. Like, a person who just wasn't supposed to be there was what they kept telling us. Which I guess, like, that's kind of a good way to frame it for little Mm -hmm. kids. Yeah. To not freak them out. Right. I mean, that actually happened when, in my grade school. Um, oh, wow. Well, my grade school was right next to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And so it was someone in the psychiatric ward that was, like, that escaped. And um, they, they, he, the person didn't go into my school, but they, it was, like, right in that area. Like, yeah. right as if, like, it, the hospital was, like, the Bone Student Center. So, like, mm-hmm. that vicinity. Yeah, so, we yeah. had something similar when I was in middle school. It was nobody ever, I'm very grateful, but nobody ever, in high school, middle school, elementary school, nobody ever, like, came into the building. Mm-hmm. But there was, I remember it was, was seventh grade, I believe. There was and somebody with like armed with a knife, like less than a block away from our middle school. So we got put into code blue, which was not code red, which is like, you know, lights off, heads down, mm-hmm. block the door. But code blue was just like, you stay in your classroom, you do not leave yeah. type of thing, which is what we did. And we were like, the rest of the bell schedule for the rest of the day was messed up because of it. But mm-hmm. like... That's, like, the closest experience I personally have with it. Mm-hmm. But I, I do remember, like, you like you said, you didn't, it wasn't it was an intruder drill, not, like, a shooter. Mm-hmm. And that, that was kind of the narrative that like, I remember we first started doing those drills when I was in fourth grade, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then two years later was when Sandy Hook happened. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I think, where the narrative Shift. more shifted yeah. to a shooter drill instead mm-hmm. of a, just an, an intruder. Right. Which is you know, again, crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. And also it was kind of hard to grasp as even at that age that like, you know, this is a very real threat. Yeah. That's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I feel like, I mean, besides Columbine, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Sandy Hook was like one of the first, like really like everyone knew about that. I would agree with that. Yeah. Maybe Virginia Tech in between there. Okay, but like, yeah. I, like again, just at our age, mm-hmm. like I, didn't know about Virginia Tech yeah. growing up. Yeah, I didn't really know. Into- I just knew of Columbine, but, like, I think I was, like, a baby slash not born yet when that happened. Yeah, I don't think either of us were born. At the, if I remember correctly, I can Google this while I talk. I believe it was, like, in the 90s yeah, when Columbine happened. Yeah, I feel like it might have been late 90s. But, yeah. Um, but, like, even back then, like, I mean... 99 is okay. when it happened. Uh-huh. And it's, like, those were just, like, I feel like back when that happened, like, it was, like... No one ever thought that that's something that would be a continuing issue. Mm-hmm. I think like that like, was like a one in a t- one in a lifetime right. type of experience. Because Columbine was in '99, and then Sandy Hook was in like it was 2012. 2012. So that's 13 years apart, and then Virginia Tech's right in between there. But then, like I feel like right after Sandy Hook, we started hearing about it. Like Sandy Hook, w- or sorry, Virginia Tech was 2007. Okay, yeah. So in so between those, we would have been like first grade. Yeah. When that happened, which right. uh, makes sense for why we didn't really know about right. it. Same thing with Columbine. Uh-huh. I didn't, the only relationship I knew to Columbine was, like, that one song mm-hmm. that, like, is apparently based off of Columbine. Okay. You know you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Mm, not, I can't think of it off my, off my head right now. But I know, like, I remember watching, it was either Criminal Minds or Law and Order, but I think it was Criminal Minds. They made um, an episode, like, it was 
based off of Columbine. I mean, not specifically. They don't say it in the show, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you put two and two together, you can infer. Yeah. And that's, like, just so crazy to, like, when, especially when TV shows like that or, like, Grey's Anatomy or, like, Mm -hmm. Chicago PD or something like that, Mm -hmm. like, bases off real-life instances, which, like, I understand, like, that's where, of course, like, a lot of media gets inspiration from. Mm -hmm. But, like, again, it's, like, I feel like the narrative that we grew up with surrounding media and movies and TV shows is, like, that's all fictional. Mm -hmm. And then, apparently, that's supposed to be what inspires, you know, like, real-life crimes. You know, like, you remember, like, the the narrative when we were kids, like, I think this is still kind of an issue, but less so, of people, like, blaming uh, video games for the rise in violent crimes. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, almost, like, you can argue that... um, violent crime inspired video games or mm-hmm. like violent or at least like in the movie tv show area like that's very evident that like crimes violence all that kind of stuff is based off of real life experience and then that translates to movies and tv shows which obviously they can't they do fictionalize it to an extent or they dra- right. dramatize it but it's just so strange mm-hmm. you know no, yeah because like i don't know i feel like the you can't really blame things on video games no, absolutely like, not. There's no correlation. There isn't mm-hmm. at all. Like, what you do in your free time, like, if you play a bunch of video games, like, you can't use this, that as an excuse for being a violent person. Yeah, I'm literally almost positive that there is no correlation. Yeah, I that. remember I had a class last year on um, mass media, and we touched on that. And, like, I don't remember exactly what the findings were, but, like, I think it might have, like, I think it was, like, they did a study where it was, like, they researched, like, people that were, like, super into video games, like, spent hours and hours and hours, and, like, their rates of, like, their likelihood of violence were higher than people who didn't play violent video games, which, like, I guess that does add up if you spend hours doing that, mm-hmm. but if you're still like, no excuse. It's just, like, to be that grossly involved is, like, such a, like, a or minority, fine. I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, like, most people who play video games aren't overly consumed like that. Yeah. So to, you know, blame video games for right. the rise in crime, right. I think, is unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And it totally, and, like, there's so many video games out there. Like, also so true. many different ones. There's, like, Mario Kart, and then there's, like, like mm-hmm. uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Which and are, I, like, totally different. That's, I remember it was, like, Grand Theft Auto, uh, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. Battlefield, mm-hmm. Or, but it wasn't even Battlefield. It was just, like... I, like, specifically Call of Duty is the one that I remember getting a lot of um, negative attention yeah. from the media when I was growing up. Yeah, because I think those are, like, the first-person shooter games. Yeah, which I grew up playing Battlefield mm-hmm. just because that was a game that my dad used to play, so then me and my siblings got really into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not a violent person by any means, so obviously yeah. there's something to that. But then, like, um, it's just, like, okay, going back to media, have you seen Stranger Things? No. Okay. Well, in the newest season that just came out um, over the summer, there is they they play a lot of D and D. You know, mm-hmm. like well, that's that's evident through all four seasons. But like with the last one, there's the talk of um, how have you ever heard of like that like that like oh my god, what's the word for it? It's like a a demonic scare or something like that. Or it's yeah. like they thought that like playing D and D was like summoning the devil or something okay, like that yeah. in the eighties. Like, that was a huge problem. But it's, like, obviously that isn't a contributor to 
Fridays in crime or whatever. Right. But they were making that out to be. And then it's almost like history repeating itself by mm-hmm. saying that, his, that video games contribute to rise in violent crime. And I don't know. But I, I, I see their point as, like, um, especially with first-person shooter games, like, desensitizing, like, you know, somebody getting blown up right in front of you. Yeah. Like, uh, I think to that point, it's, again, relies on how realistic they're making it mm-hmm. and how intense the graphics are and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't play those games, but from what I've heard, like, they're just getting more and more um, realistic. Yeah. And, like, more and more first-person where it's, like, actually like more of a simulation Mm -hmm. which obviously is not really good Mm -hmm. and it's like i understand that like some people find that enjoyable or like you know there are Mm -hmm. elements to it that like are fun like you play with your friends you know anything that you play with your friends is automatically more fun right i mean at the end of the day it depends on the individual this is true and that's just you know more reason for mental health resources more reason for you know just kind of expanding your life experience because if all you know is video games, then obviously, like, your perception of the world is going to be distorted. Mm-hmm. It's, the same, it's the same thing with, like, horror movies, too, is, you know, it's like if you watch all these dramatized, fictionalized versions of stuff, then, like, of course your perceptions of the world are going to be a little off. Right. So it's just making sure you don't live in your little bubble all the time. Yeah. At the same time, like, you know, like like I t- kind of touched on earlier of, like, our generation, especially growing up with, like, serial killers and, like, you know, this idea that, like, oh, they're historical. They're, like, not real mm-hmm. anymore. Like, they're not a problem anymore. Because um, we talked about this in a, an episode a couple weeks ago with, about again, about the Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix of, like, a, seeing a bunch of videos on TikTok and other social media platforms of people being, like, oh my gosh, this, like, didn't phase me at all. Like, why was I able to sit through this totally fine? It's like, you shouldn't be able to, is right. the thing. Yeah. Like, that kind of speaks to just your media perception, mm-hmm. just, like, the way you digest things. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like, everybody obviously processes things different, but, like, again, realizing, like, taking that step back when you watch, especially horror movies, but, like, you know, anything documentary or, like, Based on a real story. Exactly. And yeah. just, like, taking that step back, whether that's during it or after it, and just being, like, that was real mm-hmm. to an extent, of course. Like, I, again, there were elements to the the Dahmer series that were not real or, like, yeah. were um, stretched or exaggerated. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, taking that step back and be, like, those were real. Those were real people. There are people dead because of that guy. Mm-hmm. And I need to, you know, mourn the losses and, like, you know feel for people instead right. of just being like oh show's over okay let's go you know watch the next episode or like uh-huh. i mean you know go on youtube now or something like you know and like take yourself out of the digital world mm-hmm. and like again like empathy like, you know feeling for people yeah yeah so yeah this halloween you know make sure to you know find some time to like in like Obviously, like, it's a good time to be scared, and it's a good time to, like, have some fun with media and, like, you know, really enjoy, like, the scary content or, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, costumes and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, choose the movies wisely. Yeah. There's a lot of good Halloween movies out there. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with the fictional ones. Right. So, yeah, just be careful who you support and who you, um, or, like, what kind of media you decide to consume. Mm Mm-hmm. And that just kind of goes with everything, not just horror or violence or anything like that related. But yeah, 
This has been another episode of Tea Time. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gesser. Thanks for listening.